Hey, welcome to the Live Him Out podcast, where our goal here is to educate and motivate people how to live out their faith in their lives. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about repentance and confession. So, welcome to Live Him Out. All right, we're glad to have you here with us today as we think about how to live out our faith and put the truth of God's word into the reality of our lives. We've had some great questions submitted. We're in our Mm -hmm. series on Sunday mornings called The Cross Heals. And we've been looking at how uh, faith comes in and begins the process of healing our mind, our emotions, our will, even our behavior and relationships. We've talked about how it has the power to even break generational patterns. We'll deal with some of that today. So uh, we have some great questions submitted. Let's go and get started. Yeah, so... Here's our first question. Super good. Right on the topic of repentance and confession. So I think the first thing, this is what this question has to say. Would you please define the difference in repentance and confession? All right. Great question. Uh, Those are two big essential words for Mm -hmm. us. So uh, when you come to the word confession uh, in the Greek, it means to say the same thing as, to come alongside and say the same thing mm-hmm. that God says specifically. Okay. So what God says about sin, we want to say the same thing as it. If he if He says it's outside the bounds of his standards for truth and righteousness, then we say the same thing as that. Yeah. And we, we confess that, we say that, not just with our words, but with our life. And so uh, that becomes kind of a doctrinal you know, definition of yeah. that, but it has some very practical relevance to Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, there's this peace that that God has made us with that makes it important for us to be able to say outwardly what is true inwardly. Yeah. And there's some real health to that. Absolutely. Spiritual health. There's mental health that comes from yeah, that. Absolutely. Uh, emotional health behavioral health, relational health, Mm -hmm. when there is openness and honesty and confession, there is healing. So uh, you find things like uh, the scripture, of course, 1 John 1, 9, which I believe is written to uh, a person coming into the faith. Mm -hmm. If you confess your sins or if we confess our sins, the verse says, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Sometimes people think, oh, I need to confess my sins to God so that he'll know about them. Yeah. But that's really, <laughs> uh-uh. that's yeah. not the case. All knowing. <laughs> yeah, he, he knew already. Yeah. The confession is more for our benefit. Absolutely. It, it puts our heart in the place of saying the same thing about the sin that God does, but yeah. is also saying the same thing about the forgiveness mm-hmm. that is for our sin at the same time. Now, yeah. you've had some some men in yeah. the, your student ministry mm-hmm. that have young men and older men that, that this truth has been lived yeah, out. Talk absolutely. about that. Yeah, I was going to say, so uh, just recently I've been talking to some of these guys, and they've said that by holding in all of their thoughts and the things they've been going through and trying to take them, bear them themselves, it's really led them down a dark path. And mm. so this idea of confession then became very real to them whenever they had uh, in one scenario where someone approached them and asked them how they were doing with their life, what's going on in their life, and and they really 
just began to pour out what really was going on inside that they've held in for years. Mm. And so this very practical, real step of faith that they had to take of, okay, I'm going to open up and live out what God's called me to right wow. now that they were thinking all of those things. Yeah. But it's this faith step of confessing the things that are going on in their in their minds and in their hearts. Mm. And it changed the way they saw life, the way they saw God, because they realized, okay, I can't do this on my own yep. and I need help. I need to confess this to someone else yeah. so they can help me. And then in another uh, instance where they another guy reached out to someone else and he began to open up his life to them and and the other person was able to speak truth into their life. So wow. uh, without confessing, it leads you into dark paths in your mind that you're going to assume and usually assume the worst about your situations. It's you true. start to make all these agreements that God is against you, that God yep. really doesn't love you. You can't accept his blessings. You're yep. not good enough for him and all those things, which uh, God is there to show grace to you and to mm -hmm. accept you, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and so we have to confess our sins so that we get the practical application of God's grace to us. Because yeah. without confessing it, where is that grace going to be applied at, right? Yeah. Well, and the enemy loves that because mm -hmm. his tactic is to isolate you. Yeah, absolutely. Because if he can isolate you, he can destroy you. Yeah. He can isolate, uh -huh. he can annihilate you. Yep. And so that's often where we get stuck. I know that's for me. Mm -hmm. When I get stuck off in my head somewhere, yeah. and I got my own little chamber of thoughts going on, and I don't acknowledge them to anyone, yep. I, don't, yeah. I don't talk about them, then I know I'm headed down a bad path. Yep. Uh, and so that confessing that, opening mm -hmm. that up, and, yeah. and bringing it to someone who is a person of faith, yep. who can speak truth to yes, me, who exactly. can encourage me, mm -hmm. it 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 the act of confessing mm -hmm. brings healing almost yeah. by itself. Yep. But when it's confessed to another believer, mm -hmm. and, and this becomes so practical in a marriage. Yes. You know, you, you confess to one another uh, mm -hmm. the, the layers of what's going on in your heart, yes. concerns, fears, anxieties, mm -hmm. worries, whatever those might be. Yeah. That is where... Uh, healing begins to take place. Yeah. Misunderstanding or perceptions, whatever hurts might be. Yep. The more you can Absolutely. confess that in, yes. a, in the context of a relationship, that yep. kind of openness, there's healing in that. Absolutely. And I would say also that it's, it's confession with faith. It's not confession yeah. as a duty or as a work or like, Oh no, I have to confess so that I'm I don't have God's judgment on me or anything like that. Yeah. But you're confessing knowing it will bring about healing. You're doing an action knowing it will produce something in your life as well, right? Yeah, exactly. And and it's not just um you know, it's not I'm going to dump about I'm going to dump my problems all out on the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I've been in some groups like that, mm -hmm. even you know, Christian groups where yeah. they they think, well, let's just all tell about how terrible our life is. <laughs> And at the end, like, okay, I, I think I feel better, yeah, you know, exactly. but um, there's a place for confession, but that should be like you said in, in, the, in a, in an environment of faith, yeah. environment of, I want to find what God has to say to yeah, me about exactly. that in the midst yeah. of this. So, and in a step of faith as well, if I'm going to do this, knowing that God is just, and he is faithful and he has forgiven us of our sins. Yeah. Right? So James five, I think speaks to that real specifically where it says, confess your faults to one another mm. uh, and pray for one another that you may be healed. So there's that yeah, healing exactly. again yeah. in the context of confession that the more I'm able to be open and honest and not 
isolate in my head, not have my own circular reasoning inside yeah. my own head of my own thoughts and assumptions and fears and anxieties and try to resolve it myself. Uh, that doesn't lead to a healthy spot, mm-hmm. but open confession does. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, one other verse I, I want to reference to this is um, there was a time in David's life when he had some sin and it was secret and he mm-hmm. isolated and he pulled away and the enemy mm-hmm. used that in his life. He finally got to this point of he just broke and he couldn't he couldn't bear yeah. it anymore. It was heavy, grievous sin he yeah. committed. But Psalm 32, we get this um, replay of what happened and David said, I, I, I finally confessed my sin to you, God. Yeah. And my iniquity, I have not hidden. It's he good. stopped hiding it. Yeah. And he said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord. That's and there's good. there's there's something powerful about that as well. Just yeah. confessing it to God. Yeah. Even verbally. Yep. You know, I'm gonna say this, God. And because what follows, David said, is I'll confess my transgression. And he says, And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. That's good. Uh, yeah. It wasn't a question of whether God was going to. No, exactly. But it required yeah. David's vulnerability and mm-hmm. willingness to confess. Mm-hmm. So I think we've I think we've kind of covered that yeah, concept. Absolutely. It's powerful. Yeah. So that's the one side of confession. So yeah. we have to now deal with the other side of repentance, right? Yeah. This idea. Yeah. Two parts. Repentance yeah. and confession. So repentance we dealt with in the messages past Sunday mm-hmm. and this idea that the word repent means to think differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may have grown up in different environments that taught yeah. us some different things about what repentance looks like. We might have thought it meant, you know, uh, grand amounts of emotion, that it might mean yeah. in front of a church, that it might mean it has to be this very emotional experience, which mm-hmm. it can be. Yeah. But at its core, uh, repentance really means to think differently, to be yeah. going in one, dir- one direction and mm-hmm. then pivot. Yeah. You pivot your life because you think differently. Yeah. You learn truth from God and you said, I will change now mm-hmm. because of this. So uh, I think that is the is the definition we want to look for yeah. when Jesus called people to repent. Absolutely. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. He wasn't saying, okay, everybody be sad and cry a whole lot. The kingdom of heaven is here. <laughs> yeah. He said, no, uh, change. There, yeah. There's a savior. Yeah. There's a exactly. hope. Yeah. Change your mind, change your direction, change your thinking patterns. Yes. Yeah. There, there is one who has come, the lamb of God who takes yeah. away the sin of the world Absolutely. has come. This is yeah. no longer the day of, of bringing lambs to the, to the temple, mm-hmm. it's a new day. Exactly. So change, exactly. change your thinking. Yep, for sure. So, yeah, so I think you find that. Um, you also find this in Acts chapter three, mm-hmm. uh, where the Holy Spirit has been given already at this point, and they're preaching the message of the gospel uh, and the Spirit being in place. And yeah. therefore, uh, the message then comes and says, repent and be converted so that your sins will be blotted out and yeah. times of refreshing will come from the presence of That's the Lord. Good. Yeah. So, uh, changing your thinking yeah. is important. Absolutely. And I yeah. think this this fits with this other side of confession. Mm-hmm. So yes, let's be open and honest about our weaknesses, our struggles, mm-hmm. our failures, our needs, but let's use that not just as a, a dump ground, yeah. but let's use that as a, as a faith ground. Yep. I've, I've opened my heart up now to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And now, God, in the truth that you give me, I will turn. I'll pivot yeah, away absolutely. from my, my thinking. Absolutely. I'll pivot away from where I have walked in my own uh, ways and yep. that have led me down to dis- destruction. Yeah, And I repent of that and I repent 
and turn and walk in your way. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the the literal word for repent in the Greek New Testament is metanoia, mm. uh, which is to have your mind changed. Is literally what it means. So uh, to have a changed mind. It's not yeah. like out there to be like, oh, repentance means having your changed thinking. But that's literally what it means. Uh, whereas some people see it, again, like either a big emotional thing or mm. like, oh, I have to swear that I'll never do this ever again. Yeah, you know, right. Some people think that as repentance. And that will hinder you from wanting to repent because you're like, well, if I know I'm going to do this again. Then why would I say I'm going to repent? And and you kind of just, again, get into this mindset of like, okay, well, I just have to bear this and I'll just take it on myself and then I'll, I'll be okay. You know, I'll just yeah. fake it till I make it kind of thing. Yeah, instead exactly. Of, instead of applying faith in your life and seeing what Jesus has done. Yep. confessing those things, confessing the things you've done mm-hmm. and changing your mind about how you see confession and repentance, right? That's changing right. your mind. Repentance is not even just, I would say, uh, directly related to sin, but it's in many areas of your life to have mm. a changed mind, to be continually repentant, uh, having your mind shaped, renewing your mind, like it talks about in Romans, right? Yeah. Uh, continually having your mind shaped by the word of God and what yeah. he has to say to us. Yeah, so I'm gonna... I'm going to change my mind about that person and, and how yeah. they hurt me. Yeah. I'm going to change my mind and mm-hmm. forgive them. Exactly. I'm yeah. going to change my mind and be understanding of them. I'm yeah. going to change my mind and serve them. Yeah. Change um, your mind about how you see your kids, maybe. Yeah. I'm going to change my mind about how I see my wife and uh-huh. how I see her responses to me and how I see what my role is in the family. I, I'm going yeah. to change my mind about all those yeah. things. And none of those things are, okay, well, I had to go down to an altar and weep for 30 minutes and, you know, sing a song exactly. as loud as... And that's not... That right there may, may be a factor of your repentance, but that right there in and of itself is not repentance, but repentance yes. is the act of having your mind changed. Yes. So we should never think, oh, oh, well, I'm not feeling emotional about this. So I guess it's not time to repent. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's not it at all. Yeah. No, we're not looking for some grandiose, mm-hmm. um, church experience or yeah. grandiose emotional experience. Yeah. I'm looking for the simple change yeah. in my, my so, obedience. I was going to say the act of repentance may literally be reading of the scripture and then recognizing and saying, whoa, that's a brand new thing. Exactly. And that's how I want to live. That's yeah. that's what God's calling me to. And yeah. then you have your mind changed right there. And exactly. now you're living differently. That yeah. is what repentance can look like. And, exactly. and even so simple as that. Yeah. I'm going to repent of living um, my life without any priority. And I'm going yeah. to choose to put mm-hmm. spending time with God as a priority. So I'm going to yeah. wake up tomorrow 20 minutes earlier than I normally do. Yeah. Well, that's a change of mind. There you go. Right yeah, there. Exactly. You, you have repented when yep. you've successfully done that. Exactly. So that times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Exactly. It just goes hand in hand. Yeah. It doesn't, I think some people chase repentance as such a big, huge deal. And it's a lot more simple than people make it out to be. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean you have to beat yourself up. Yes, that's the huge thing. Jesus took your beating already. Yes. So by faith, receive that. By yes. faith, yes. let a change come to your mind. Yes. You're free. Yeah. Now, uh, he'll forgive your sins. He's faithful and just to do that. Yep. Now let's move on. Yep. You've confessed. You've repented. Now let's move on. Yep. It's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, all right. Moving on to our next question that we've dealt with, repentance and confession. Uh, this question here, again, dealing with this generational patterns. It says, why do you say iniquities are in the DNA? Shouldn't that be a learned behavior instead? Okay. So uh, in the Bible, we, we find different words to refer to sin. You find the word sin, mm-hmm. uh, transgression. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you find the word iniquity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to have uh, a reference to a pattern 
of sin. So I can commit a transgression or a sin against someone mm-hmm. or a sin against God. But when I allow that sin to continue in my life and it begins to develop as a pattern, yeah. then from what we, you especially see this in the Old Testament, you see some of the New Testament as well, where people began to develop uh, even a, a personal bent toward a specific sin. Yeah. And that was defined as an iniquity because that then becomes, uh, it's spiritual, but it's mm-hmm. soulish and it mm-hmm. becomes even part of our DNA. Yeah. And it is becomes part of the fiber of who we are. Yeah. And wow. then that has the power to be passed on to the next generation in the yeah. DNA, mm-hmm. in the physical DNA. Now, we know this because the Bible says that sin entered the world through one yeah, man. One man. Mm-hmm. That Adam sinned and sin became part of who he was. Yeah. Spiritually, uh, mentally, emotionally, behaviorally, mm-hmm. but physically at the core so that every child born after him yep. would have that same sin nature. It yep. would be in their DNA. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think we can say with, with confidence that this is part of how sin passes Absolutely. in the Bible. Romans 5, 12 says, uh, just as through one man's sin, um, sin entered the world, death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Yeah. So yeah. it moves on in the DNA. Each generation repeats it, mm-hmm. repeats the sin, and it continues the DNA sequence yeah. onto each generation. And of course, we see that mm-hmm. in patterns in the Bible. And you, if you've had honest conversations with your own family, yeah. you probably see it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, something I was going to say, though, also with this, I mean, with this whole idea, this is why it's also so important that we know this the truth that Jesus was born of a virgin. Yes. Because that also goes to show that iniquity and sin is passed through the DNA. So Jesus being born of a virgin without the bloodline of sin, right? So he was born a sinless man as the perfect sacrifice. And that's a huge point. It's like sometimes passed over in the Christmas story, if you want to say it that way, you know, through the birth of Jesus. But the reason that he is our savior that's totally sinless is because he was born of a virgin with mm-hmm. no sin in his bloodline, mm-hmm. right? That's right. So That's right. And so you go back to David's story about his sin, yeah. even when in part of his confession mm-hmm. uh, in Psalm 51, he says, I was brought forth in, in iniquity, iniquity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and in sin my mother conceived me. Yeah. It doesn't mean his mom was doing something wrong yeah. when, she uh-huh. was, uh, when he was conceived, but... It meant that he received the same yep. DNA expression, the bloodline, yep. the bloodline sin pattern that exactly. had been passed on from Adam. And yep. so he was confessing that and acknowledging that. Yep. Now, For we sure. understand this when it comes to our physical bodies. You mm-hmm. go visit a doctor. They're going to ask you if there are any family history medical issues. <laughs> oh, got a mic, mic issue. Um, so those same things continue even spiritually for us. Just do this. Okay, that'll work. Uh, That same thing can happen. And so uh, we have to recognize that sin patterns can be passed on. I know the things that my mom struggled with, that my dad struggled with. I see those same patterns in me. Yeah, That doesn't frighten me. Instead, that open awareness and confession helps me have the strength to battle those, Mm -hmm. stand against those, and prevent them from passing on to the next yeah. generation. 
Absolutely. And that right there also is why confession is so important. It's, it's mm. for that next generation. That's where confession applies into even parenting, yeah. right? To where you can tell your kids, hey, here's what I've dealt with. Yeah. Here's what I've struggled with. And the kids can confess and also talk to their parents about those things. And the parents can say, hey, I know that. Like, I, I'm not going to hold that against you because I know that myself, right? Yeah. And I want to forgive you just like God forgave me. Yeah. yeah. So, so you find this interesting thing, of course, that um, yes, sin can be from learned observable patterns. You mm-hmm. can grow up in a family and see sin carried on a certain way, whether it was a, uh, a child who saw his parents fight. Yeah. And so that he, he learns just through what he observes yeah. that this is how you deal with conflict. Mm-hmm. You, you fight, you're verbal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, or, or you deal with conflict by maybe the opposite is I, I withdraw and I hide. Yeah, absolutely. So those can be patterns that are learned, yeah. but um, there is still the in, in, inborn pattern of sin that's within yeah, each person. For sure. You see this, especially when you come to adoptive families. So, child can grow up in an adoptive home and there are things that they may observe mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. or that they will observe that yeah. they could pick up, but there are patterns that come to them from, from the, the yeah. from the original birth parents. Yeah. From their DNA. <laughs> from the DNA, from them. And yeah. they will have a unique set of uh, tendencies and bents based more on the birth parent than the home parent. Yeah. Now the home parent now has the power to help shape and bring speak mm-hmm. faith into that and break those generational curses mm-hmm. and speak life over them. But I think it's another example of where you see that the DNA expression is is through the DNA. Yeah. It's more from that than just behavior. Yep. Sin is both. Um, it comes to us in DNA. It's chosen by us to be acted on, but can all be broken by the power of the cross. Yeah. And healed for Amen. us. Yep. So it's good. Okay, so this next question here, it says, if the root of all sin is forms of idolatry, what would be some helpful ways to think about the way that our idols and the idols of our parents can be passed and how to put a stop to it? All right, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, that's a that's lot. A, that's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> in a question. Um, I might want to rephrase it mm-hmm. if, if I would be allowed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I might start by saying, um, I think idolatry is an expression of sin, yeah. but I'm not sure that idolatry is the root of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, the New Testament says, whatever is not from faith is sin. Yeah. So yeah. sin is not, um, or, or getting to the root of, of issues like that is not trying to witch hunt mm-hmm. what things are always wrong but instead, let me find the ways I can believe God for some truth. Yes. And then I can overcome sin. Yes. Uh, New Testament again, walk in the spirit and you're not fulfill the lust of the yep. flesh. If you really want to break some generational patterns, it would be better, I think, to forge ahead in what you want to develop instead yes. of in fear of what might develop. That's huge. <laughs> so again, for me, I know that I, ha- I can have a natural tendency towards some worry and anxiety. Mm-hmm. My mom struggled the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to keep looking for more of the things that she or my dad struggle with so that I can find, yeah. you know, what else is wrong uh-huh. out there. Exactly. I, instead, I want to just build on that and mm-hmm. say, okay, well, I'm going to have great faith. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue God, believe yes. some promises and yeah. build myself in the faith yeah. so that I can be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no real life in ever um, looking 
mm-hmm. for sin, you know, mm-hmm. getting my magnifying glass out and trying exactly. to inspect. Yeah. And where's cert- all this death? You know, basically you're looking for sin, you That's know, true. instead of where is life? Yeah, it's true. And if I'm, if I'm always looking for what's wrong or what could be this secret motive that I might have, yeah. or what could be this I mean, thing that yeah. really, what did you mean by that? Are you sure your motives are right in that? Are you trying to say yeah. that just becomes this dark path that doesn't true. help in a relationship, yep. doesn't, doesn't bring a spirit of Christ into it. Mm-hmm. It brings a spirit of anxiety and mm-hmm. fear and terror and guilt and yep. shame and weakness and, and more disease. And there's no healing in yep. that. There's life instead. So I, I guess I would say, uh, reframe the question in terms of uh, what are some ways that I can have even greater faith in my family? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's touch on what the weaknesses are, but let's Let's magnify the strengths yeah, exactly. that we've been called to. I've exactly. been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. Let's let's walk mm-hmm. in all of that. Yeah. Focus on where you're headed and not where you came from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or as we heard one of the men recently at our men's breakfast say, I like to keep the offense on the field more than the defense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. You know, that's yeah. a great, great example uh-huh. of uh, let's be moving ahead in for our sure. faith. And, and, and so that becomes very practical, I think, for the family mm-hmm. life as well. Yes. You want to break some generational patterns? Uh, I'd say don't spend a whole lot of time uh, with a magnifying glass and a and, and a and a and a and a broom trying to dust up all <laughs> yeah. the potential sins of the past. Exactly. Instead, let's let's build some faith, mm-hmm. you know, pillars yeah. in our home today, absolutely, absolutely, and raise up a new generation of faith. It's good stuff. So it's good. It's good. All right, those are some great questions for this yeah. week. I appreciate those who've submitted them, and I think we've done a, some work here to try to make those practical and relevant today. Mm-hmm. I uh, hope you'll join us next time on our podcast, Live Them Out. We are, we are committed to informing, educating, and motivating God's people to walk in truth. Yeah. In this day and age, that's critical. So thanks again for joining us today and Live Them Out.